This FPL season has definitely been go, go, go. A nonstop hustle all the time. Matches, deadlines, unexpected blank and double game weeks, on top of everything the real world has had in store. Sometimes you need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. For me personally, supporting Fulham during this last year has been a true roller coaster ride. Honestly, when that Adama Traore goal flew past Areola in the 92nd minute of game week 31, the only thing that saved my mental state, the only thing that calmed my nerves, was cracking open a Coors Light. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way, you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And listen, everyone, summer is pretty much here. It's about to get hot in New York. An ice-cold Coors Light is such a perfect way for me to beat that summertime heat. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. Cheaters, welcome to the Always Cheating Podcast. Brandon, it's been a weird one. My name's Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? Oh boy, Josh. I will echo those sentiments. Game Week 28 has been, is, slash will be a weird one. We've still got one match to go. Yeah. My game week is over. It is officially an unmitigated disaster. Uh-huh. And uh, because I owe it to our listeners, I'm not going to hide that. Um. <laughs> I like it. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be real. Yeah. Let's get it out. So what, um, you know, what happened? You know, you're on 30, 35 points. It looks like right. When you get with auto subs. Yeah. 35 points all out. That will be probably a 50 K red arrow dropping me down to around 225 K OR. And there, that is still kind of a position of strength. If your goal is to crack the top 100 K before the end of the season. However, this is the second uh, sort of a substantial red arrow in a week in, yeah. in a row for me. And the real stinger was the transfers. So it's it just seems like I'm in a bit of a mini run here where I'm just the raw, on the wrong end of every decision. In game week 27, I decided to be passive and to hold fire on Sala and to not go for Kane. And that blew up in my face. So I spent two free transfers going into this last deadline and move Salah out for Gareth Bale and DCL out for Harry Kane and Captain Kane. Can you imagine a situation where it was possibly worse? Gareth Bale <laughs> maybe touched the ball twice in that yeah, derby. Strangely <laughs> absent. And, and Kane really only somehow Arsenal, like were the team that panicked when the red card happened. It was like Kane, yeah. like uh, suddenly all of Spurs were suddenly on fire in that match. Uh, yeah, and, and for them, I Rubona think the, aside. the the Rabono is sick. We can we can put a pin in that. Let's come back to that <laughs> after I'm done, basically uh, spilling my guts here. But I think one can recover from a bad game week. One can recover from a bad run. But the problem is now what what we're going to talk about in this episode is the blank game week twenty nine, and my team is now 
<laughs> decimated is kind of strong, but I was looking at eight players going into game week 29, and now both Bamford and Son look like they're almost assuredly out for that. That So the paltry yeah. score, the substantial red arrow, on top of the best laid plans for game week 29 all, all exploding on me, yeah. it's going to be a true exercise in keeping my chin up going into this next deadline. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people feel that way right now, too. I mean, I felt like I, I saw on Slack and I saw on um, on social media, too. I mean, I put out the call for questions, you know, as I always do before the pod. And there was a lot of kind of existential, like, why, you know, what what's going on here? And, and you know, clearly this is not a, um, uh, you know, this is not a, this is a thing you could just walk away from. Right. Like, you know, like, uh, I mean, maybe not you and me, that's a little different, for us, but, but certainly anybody who's yeah. playing the game, it's sort of, yeah. you know, you're, like it, it's, I think I've talked about this in the pod before. I mean, it's kind of, um, it's a, it's a, it's just a, you know, it's a strange season and it feels like, um, uh, yeah, this is one of those weeks where it kind of like, you know, I mean, everyone, it seems like is between like, you know, whatever it is, 30, 33 and 43 points or whatever. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a pretty narrow band. And so, you know, when kind of when everybody blanks and, um, there's just been so many matches, I mean, just so many matches and, um, you know, it's like, I, I think we try to keep the energy up pretty high on this pod. <laughs> right. I mean, it's like, there's yeah. no, I don't want to, what's the point of doing this if we're just going to come on and be negative? And I, you know, I'll save that for my Twitter feed. Right. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I think you're but, right to point out that, no matter how bad you think it's going for your team in game week 28, there is that, as you say, Josh, the narrow band of scores. So it's not like, I mean, you're not alone. Right. And it's not going to be a, a season ending week for you. However, yeah. I do think that you have to mention that most managers, even if you do think about your OR and your mini leagues, most managers still, a lot of the fun comes from just how is my fpl team doing Mm -hmm. and any week outside of relative to other teams if your team's doing bad it's very hard to coax the fun out of the game so and and what's interesting just just to keep circling the drain on this this negative (laughs) stuff is we'll get it we'll get it all over our system we don't do this very often get it out especially you don't brandon so let's you know we'll do it it, and and then we'll be past it yeah, right. It, it just feels like the FPL game, the fantasy season is mirroring where we are with the in real life Premier League. And we talked about this. Uh, we've we've been talking about this a fair amount this season, Josh, about no fans in the stands. I think there there seems to be a tipping point happening where you can s- sort of see it written all over the players' faces. And it was um, exemplified when, when, for me, when Hongmin's son goes down with the hamstring injury early on in the Arsenal match. Mm-hmm. And it was obvious, like he was going to pull a major muscle yeah. at some point. It and, was coming. And, yeah. and, and Jose admitted as much. And so we're, we're kind of at this point with, with the, the league uh, where these players just have, they've, they've run it all out of themselves. There's not a lot of, of juice left to squeeze. And so now, we're so, we're so ready for this international break. So the speed bump that is game week 29, I'm just going to blast over it in my speeding <laughs> FPL automobile yeah. right into the international break. Yeah, I think um, there, there's a few things coming, right? So like if we were to do a, like a pivot here, right? So I think that the fantasy game has been a little less fun recently. 
for a, a number of reasons, one of which is they're trying to squeeze so many matches in, right? So it's just, um, you kind of don't, like, if you're really taking the season seriously, you don't really get a big break, right? Uh, and two, the, there's, I guess there's like three reasons I'm thinking of right now. Two is uh, that the matches are all spread out on the weekend, which is great if you're a casual fan and you don't play fantasy. Uh, I think if you're playing fantasy, it ends up meaning that you kind of suffer with, I was talking to my wife about this earlier and I was like, even when I'm not watching, I'm watching, you know, it's like, even mm-hmm. when I'm not watching, like I know this, yeah. I know this is happening. Like I know it's like, there. Fantasy managers are like Santa Claus. We're all little Santa Clauses. <laughs> we know when you're sleeping. We know when you're awake, even if you don't see Santa, <laughs> yeah, he's paying attention. Exactly. And that's yeah. how we are with the premier league. We're calculating. Does any actors go? They, they, they hurt me at all. You know? <laughs> so it's like these things. And, you know, so I think that the spread out nature where it used to be that you'd, you'd wake up on Saturday, especially in the, I mean, the U S I think that, is honestly, I think the like the greatest way to consume the premiere. Like, I, I really feel that, way, especially if you're able to wake up early enough to do it you know, on the East Coast, get up at seven thirty, watch the opening game, ten a.m. You know, if, if you're if you're so lucky, you hop down to the bar with your friends and you watch five or six matches, a big block. You watch whatever the big twelve thirty game is if it's good enough. Or otherwise, you're just done by noon, right? You watch this twelve thirty <laughs> yeah. game, which is always yeah. kind of like a dessert, you know, sure. after all the sports, and and then you're done. It's like two o'clock, and you're just done. You have the rest of your day to do whatever you want, you know. And on Sundays, sometimes you have like two games, right? Nine and then eleven thirty, and then at one o'clock you're done. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're a football fan, NFL fan, you can watch that, or you can go out and do stuff with your family, like whatever. Sure. And now Read a it's book. like. Yeah. And now you're, you're, you get, it's 10 hours. It's a 10 hour block yeah. on Saturday and Sunday or eight hours, but 10 hours when you can caught the time in between the matches. And, and it's, it's, uh, yeah, of course you can not watch, of course you can walk away, but it, it, when, when the fantasy thing does, it's like this little, like, kind of like hook that just like kind of, you know, it's a, the hook, the hook that brings you back, right? I mean, blues traveler Jesus, said it first right. and best. Um, so, <laughs> we have to get yeah. John Popper on as a guest. That would be beautiful. Yeah. So to, to, you know, so that, that, I think those are all, that, so those are the two reasons. The third one is just, there's no fans in the stands, which I think just gives everything a little, um, a little bit less juice. You know, the experience of watching the matches is imagine if, you know, I mean, okay, I don't know. They were at the Emirates. So maybe the response wouldn't have been as great, but imagine if, if, you know, that Rabona had been pulled off, uh, in front of 50,000 people, you <laughs> yeah. know, would have, yeah. I mean, just, you know, the, the Spurs fans would have been losing their minds right in the stadium. So, so there's another great yeah. allegory for yeah. this game week is Lamella does the one joyful thing that, that I saw <laughs> right, this weekend right. yeah. and how, what was his reward? His reward was to run around like a total freaking idiot for the rest of the match yeah. and get himself red card. Do you think he just had too much adrenaline? You know, I mean, you score a goal like that. Maybe you just can't be normal. Very much like, like hours, yeah, you know? kid who had too much chocolate. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, he committed like four yellow card offenses before he finally got sent off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even Granite Xhaka was like. Whoa, buddy, this is, <laughs> this is I've never seen anything about, quite like this. <laughs> yeah. So if I were to, um, you know, to, to put up, you know, a, a bright, a bright spin on this, we're, we're just a, a few weeks away now from fans being back in the stands. And I think that, I think it's a good thing. I think even from a public health standpoint, it's pretty okay. Right. Like that's all, it's all open air. And I, it's not like they're going to pack them all in, you know, you know, they're not going to pack 40,000 people into 40,000 seats. Right. So I think that'll be really good because we remember from the fall, what a fun experience it was, even just having a couple of matches or a handful of matches with the fans. 
Um, and the weather will be better, you know? So I think it'll just be a fun, like visual experience. And so I think if the game is more fun to watch, it makes the fantasy stuff more palatable, whether it's going good or bad. I think when you watch, you spend two hours watching a crappy match and there's nobody in the stands and it's over and doesn't help your team at all. You're like, like, you know, okay, there's a global pandemic and there's nothing to do. Right. So like, it's fine. Like it's fine. You know, if it's like a, if it's like a B plus B minus entertainment, but I, I really do think it's going to get back to how it used to be by the end of the season and certainly next season. I mean, you know, you and I never talked like this in game week 29 of any of the, you know, several years we've done this podcast, right? six years or whatever. We've never like had like a 10 minute rant at the top of the podcast about, about how, you know, how things are going. And so, yeah. um, so anyway, that's just, you know, get that out of our system, right? Because it's, it's a, you know, we have a, a, a weird one coming up and I, I know a lot of people have had a bad game. Like a lot of people are, um, have like six players in their team for game week 29. If maybe you have less, um, you know, and by the way, Bamford, you know, it, it might be a dead leg. And if so, he, he might be able to play. So that's something to, um, for I'm, re- I'm really sweating that one. On. Yeah. I, I'm definitely sweating that one. The way he came down on that leg, it could, it could be knee ligament uh, yeah. or it could be a dead leg. It could be, it yeah. could be so bad or just fine. It is <laughs> I read so, a bunch it, of articles and like uh, there was three different, like one, one newspaper said it was a groin. One said it was an ankle and one said it was a leg injury, like just generic leg. Injury. Okay. So, Interesting. So, no, no yeah, prognosis on knee. Nobody I, had, says knee. I didn't see anything about knee. Okay. Uh, All right. But, um, yeah, so, so we'll, we'll see about that one. But it, you know, if he plays, that does make things easier for, for a lot of people. Um, so anyway, yeah, I, I, I mean, no one's having a great game week. Mine, mine is going a little bit better, I guess. I'm on 44 with solid to go tomorrow, which um, basically means I'm on like a gray arrow right now. Um, still like I mean, a slight red, like I'm like like 300, like literally 300 spots back or whatever. So pretty much neutral. And then I've got solid tomorrow. So hopefully um, I'll jump yeah, a little bit. I mean, we'll see yeah. what he does. Um, I didn't really get the solid captain stuff, I guess, in the end the rationale was just that there was no good captain pick. So default to Salah and, you know, I'm yeah. Kinsella was the one that I kind of regret now. Um, you know, that was, that was something I didn't really struggle to consider. And I kind of wish I had, because I mean, it just, you know, he was certainly going to start that match. And sure. um, you, you didn't strongly yeah. consider uh, on the other side of that token, bringing in and captaining any, any Nacho. Well, I mean, <laughs> Yeah, in hindsight, like what he didn't finish with <laughs> over a hundred bonus points today is incredible, right? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. This the solid captaincy. My feeling is it was it's just kind of a once more into the breach. Uh, yeah. People kind of see that the there there is an time. Uh, this this feeling of the end game is afoot with Salah and maybe this is his last season and, <laughs> and sentimental reasons. Yeah. 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 Let's just, <laughs> yeah, we're all on the verge of playing our, our last wild card and that will be more than Salah's captaincy this week. The interesting conversation will be, does Salah make it into your wild card or not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with Kevin De Bruyne back fit, it's a lot of competition out there now. So it's Salah remains, Remains a topic of conversation. I can't. It, he's like the. He's turning into the new Hazard. So Hazard yeah, used funny. to be that's a, a beloved fantasy asset, right? Yeah. And he would deliver. And then once we all kind of got on board with Hazard being the all star in the Premier League, it just yeah. suddenly shifts into this insanely divisive category. Yeah, and it's a weird thing. And you know, I mean, I, clearly we don't want to talk about Salah too much because he, you know, we'll see we could look really foolish based on what happens tomorrow, but it's a, it's just a crazy thing that he is, 
He has 17 goals in the season, but he also has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. You know, he has 12 blanks in his last 15 matches, right? So, you know, 12 million players blanked in 80% of his last 15 matches. What, what does it stretch back to like December or something like November, maybe? I mean, it's, it's a long stretch. He was super hot at the start and, yeah. you know, it's really cooled off since then. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So lots to uh, discuss for Game Week 29. Before we get to that, Josh, let's just plug the Patreon real quick. And we've got some new Patreon supporters this week. So big thanks to Nick Cabaravais at the Volkswagen level and at the Lord Sorloff tier. Big thanks to Sean. If you want to find out what it means to be a Patreon supporter, visit us at patreon.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Indeed.com slash always cheating, multiple tiers of support. Josh, what's that? What do you get if you support the cheaters? Yeah, we get our the you get a weekend review newsletter, which is kind of fun if you're sort of of course you're friends with Mini League Mate, uh, which is just kind of fun if you want uh, to know who everybody ca- you, you get a you get it right after the game week launches and you find out who everybody captained and um, projected points and things like that, and then after the game week is over, you uh, get a, just a bunch of fun stats. It's actually great for anybody who. Uh, um, well, I mean, I'll just plug their thing because people can people can can purchase it. Uh, but we offer it for free to our Patreon supporters. Uh, you also get an extra podcast each week, um, and uh, the highest tiers you get to make fantasy fun again T shirt. And at any pledge level, you get it in our Slack, which I think is um, just a really fun. Pl- it really has kicked up the last couple of months. I, I just yeah. really enjoying being on there. And now that I now that I've decided at, at everyone's request to take some of my ranting off of Twitter <laughs> and put it on the Slack, uh-huh. uh, I'm on there even more. So if you want some yeah. classic Josh rants. You can go there. Patreon.com slash always cheating is where you go to do that. Brandon, I want to get right into gaming 29 because a lot of people have questions, worries, uh, just you, a lot to ponder. Even you know, it's only four matches, but it's you know, it really it sharpens your focus, doesn't it? With just the four to prepare for. So let's take a break and uh, we'll get back and talk about gaming 29. This podcast is sponsored by Better Help. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? Maybe your fantasy team is distracting you from other important parts of your life. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can start communicating in less than 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. And there's a broad range of expertise available 
expertise that may not be locally available in many areas, and BetterHelp is worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor, and you'll get timely, thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room again. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, and they can make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. So visit BetterHelp.com cheating. That's better H-E-L-P. And join the more than 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. And here's a special offer for always cheating listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash cheating. All right, better back. Game week 29 is here. Kicks off on Friday. Fulham leads. Mm-hmm. It's a fun match. And that man himself, uh, Patrick Bamford. Um, so we've got five questions. These are, I think, the five key questions that we should consider ahead of game week 29. I've sort of grouped some of our um, questions that we got and put them into these big categories. So the first one, Brandon, yep. is how seriously should we take game week 29? AJ says... With two of the most popular attacking assets now doubtful, Sun and Bamford, and only mediocre teams playing anyway. Ouch to Spurs. And, <laughs> and West Ham and, and Aston Villa, for that matter. Just Arsenal, AJ, AJ's yeah. burning a lot of bridges here. Is Game Week 29 turning into the biggest punk job in <laughs> FPL history? So what do you think? How seriously are we, are we, are we too worried about this game week? Well, my tune is quickly changing on game wing 29. I was like yeah. build, building ahead of steam heading into 29 thinking, oh, I can take a minus four and I'll have 10 players and let's yeah. go. Let's do this. Let's let's turn up the heat. Yep. And uh, with a couple of injuries now, I'm looking at uh, taking a minus four to get seven players. And now I'm trying to convince myself that, eh, what's the big deal? No <laughs> one's really going to gonna skyrocket. And the, the thing, the thing with 29 is I do think because there are some less popular teams in the FPL category, there are not going to be these um, players like Ianacho this week or real, real hardcore differentials. Yeah. Just thinking of Lester right now, I mean, if somebody decides, okay, maybe I'm going to flip the script and Jamie Vardy is going to be the big, uh, captain choice in 20. There's cause kind of no argument like that. We're only looking really at players that we all already own. Mm-hmm. So there there's, I just don't really see a huge twist in the tail. So regardless of where you are coming out of game week 28, I think you just stay the course. Don't do anything rash going into 29. And yeah. that's my way of saying, don't freak out. I think the easy way to think about it is um, with eight matches, um, and 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 AJ is right. I mean, a lot of these teams are pretty mediocre, right? Um, certainly, Fulham, Brighton, and Newcastle. Uh, I'd put in that category, and Leeds are mid-table. Arsenal are mid-table. West Ham, West Ham, Villa, and Spurs, I think, are all you know pretty pretty solid. But you know, the with eight matches, um, I think the band, like the 
the band of scores that you might see in this week, right, is somewhere between like 30 and 50, right? You're just not going to see a huge range of points. So if you have six players even and you get the captaincy right, like let's you know, it probably probably going to be Kane, but we'll we'll talk about captaincy more in a minute. Um, but if you get the captaincy right, then you are fine. Like you'll be fine. You know, like maybe it's an eight point hit that you end up taking. Right? I, I don't mean like an actual hit, but I just mean like eight points. Like you know, someone else has ten players and you've got seven, and you know, it's like they're just going to get a few more points than you. Yeah. But that that's just just take the hit. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's like you're saying, like just don't you know take it. Um, too seriously, because I just don't think that there's like a way to game this where you're going to get a hundred points out of this game week. You know, right. if the, if the, if the kind of top end of the range of points this week is 50 and you can get to 36 or whatever, just like with the players you've got, or like one or two transfers, minus four, maybe, mm-hmm. um, then I think that's enough. And, you know, and a minus four, I think is very reasonable this week, because if you're only going to field, if you're feeling less than 11 players, a minus four is like a minus two, right? Maybe it's different for a defender because in theory, a defender could concede, you know, certainly a minus four for a midfielder or a forward is almost guaranteed to be a minus two, um, you know, because otherwise you're just going to get no points. Right. Sure. So, you know, <laughs> um, so if they do anything, you know, you could, you could come out a little bit ahead and if not, it's not that much of a hit. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I really like to think about the points hits and, and situations like this in terms of going for predictable results. And that's kind of funny just thinking about where we've been this season, where, I would always call, uh, classify Mo Salah as a predictable player. All right, take a minus four to to play Mo Salah. Um, but he's been very unpredictable. But that said, looking at this uh, outlay of fixtures for Game Week 29, these are really going to, these are insanely difficult to predict results. Yeah. So if you're thinking of burning minus eight, points just to get a piece of some of these wildly unpredictable results yeah uh the odds of you hitting some kind of jackpot feel very slim well let's let's go to so that's the question two is how serious should you take game week 29 i think the answer is like i, I don't want to say not very but i want to say like not overly seriously right yeah. like uh, yeah so the, the question then becomes okay this is question number two okay but who should we have I got a couple uh, questions here. Uh, FPL tips. Uh, Harry says, who are some differentials for game week 29? Uh, Nabir Unlimited says, which players uh, would you consider if you're on a free hit? Maybe we'll shelve that one for a second. Uh, and Mig says, has this week changed your mind at all about who to bring in for blank game week 29? And, you know, the change your mind at all thing, I think, is really um, something I'm thinking about a lot, Brandon, because uh, without Sun, I'm not sure that I find Bale as appealing. Um, as, as uh, you know, of, of an FPL asset. Yeah, I'm curious to see if we, well, did you hear Jose before the North London Derby talking about Gareth Bale? And he's, he's like, you know, Bale is great. He's in great form now because it wasn't anything physical that he had coming out of Real Madrid. It was all like PTSD. He just had emotional scars. Yeah. And me, Jose, I can't laugh about that, but it just, it's, it's, it's so open. Of, uh, Jose does that kind of stuff, you know, we'll just. Yeah. I, and my, my point is, is he's just talking complete BS and he puts Bale out there. Like he, I think Jose intends for it to sound like, uh, Oh yeah, he was always fit. He's always a great footballer. He just kind of had right. to get over some sort of mental block, and and yeah. here we are. And um, now, <laughs> Bale. I mean, 
the the idea that uh, uh, Jose plays Gareth Bale and Matt Doherty on the right together was a colossal uh, nuclear sized meltdown yeah. for Spurs yeah. in that in that match. Yeah, and um, what if you're Bale, you get pulled off at the 56th minute, and you touch the ball a couple of times. I can see a few sideways glances, probably between Jose and Bale. What's the status going into game week 29 for Bale as a prospective starter? Mm. Does he have to start just given that sun's out? I I don't, I certainly wouldn't guarantee it. So I'm with you. I think Bale is not a necessity at all. And it's actually, um, if I could say good news and it's like one less decision or two less decisions that you have to make with a wild card in a couple of weeks yeah. Where when we're thinking about Spurs, Harry Kane is the only asset that you need. Yeah, yeah I I really think so. And I you know it's, I mean, I want to talk about the captaincy stuff in a minute. But I it's a weird thing. Like if, if you know, like I'm I would be open to captaining somebody else. Although I, I honestly don't know who I would pick if I if I were to do that. Um, and even Aubameyang as like a left field pick is kind of off the table now, right? Like you just, uh, violation of team rules yeah, or whatever. It's just another bummer for the weekend. <laughs> like where's the happy news? So, you know, has the week changed my mind at all? Yeah, it has a little bit on Spurs. Um, I think that, um, okay. I mean, here's a, here's a left wing, um, a left wing captain choice. I mean, do, would you consider they like a democratic socialist or something yeah, like that? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, um, what's, what's out of left Rob? field. You're coming out of left field. Rob, um, Rob Delaney. Uh, I, I would consider him for this week. There you go. Um, no, I, I, you know, I was thinking that, um, uh, Jesse Lingard is, uh, somebody who, okay. Yeah. People are talking about him for game week 29, but you know, maybe as a, as a possible captain pick, uh, Jesse Lingard, I mean, had looked really good in every match. I mean, he's, he's, Delivered attacking returns in five of the six matches that he's played so far for West Ham. Yeah. Um, has been super, like, he looks like he's out there to, like, score a brace every time he's in the pitch, right? Maybe on pens. We don't really know. Maybe he's not anymore because he missed one. Um, but, you know, it's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of sort of interesting. I feel like he's... Uh, yeah. Um, a contender. I agree. I feel like there have been kind of the 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 dip in attitude that we're, we were talking about at the start of the podcast. Jesse Lingard is one of those players where he looks like he's out there uh, playing with some sort of higher purpose. So yeah. I'm with you. And Christ. Even, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> even though it was a one no loss for West Ham, I think watching them perform against Manchester United, it my it's like a my my mind didn't change about West Ham being on another level this season yeah but I think it further um it, it further locked in that thinking and gave gives me yeah. much more confidence about with about that West Ham squad going into 20 so I'm with you yeah. Lingard and Antonio Lingard well. being possibly on on penalties is an interesting one and I think that just might give Lingard that edge for say you are free hitting or you're looking to just bring one of them in. I think Lingard may be the more explosive one. Yeah. Uh, I think Cresswell is up there too. I mean, I don't know if I would be captaining Cresswell, but I I just to get back to the players that I'm considering or that, you know, I think that I was, I was a little more locked into um, bringing in one or two like Spurs players. Uh, I was, I was considering maybe uh, Reggion and Bale or Son. And now I'm sort of just like feeling like a little off spurs. And I, I really think, you know, part of it is just that Europa League stuff where you just, there's just something about traveling um, on a Thursday 
you know, I mean, okay, I realized they played at home on Thursday, but like, just, you know, just like well, and then Arsenal were, were the ones game. that traveled, and Arsenal showed up yeah. to that North London derby like they well, had, they were f- fresh and fit. They were running yeah. circles around Spurs. Well, that's what, I guess that's what I mean, though. It just it just like it's unpredictable, you know. Like right. it feels like it adds an element of unpredictability yeah. having that that late that late week match, and um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I'm just yeah, I was actually a little frustrated with Moyes because I felt like he could have. Um, like they might've been able to get something out of that match. And he sort of came into it like conceding the match. Yeah. You know? They didn't like, press at all. They were playing yeah. so far back. Even when they had like, they didn't even have a team that was set up to counterattack. It was like, there were a couple moments where the ball would spring forward to Antonio and it was like, well, there's nobody there. So <laughs> he's going to run <laughs> yeah. into the, run into the dead end. And um, yeah, so that was, I, I felt like he, maybe he, was, he was a little overly, a little Mourinho style negative in that match. But again, I mean, Fabianski's great. Um, the defense in general and Sufal, you know, had a really nice goal saving, uh, clearance, you know, in the second half of that match and, uh, Cresswell was really good. Um, and he's always good. And so I think Cresswell is probably at the top of my list now for players yeah. that I'm looking to bring in for, for game of 29. Well, you're talking about West Ham and fair enough. And as I said, I agree with you, but Arsenal just put on a pretty yeah. remarkable performance against Spurs on Sunday. Why then are we so high on West Ham as opposed to Arsenal? Uh, because, yeah, I, I, and I would suggest maybe it's because I don't really know who to pick from Arsenal. And yeah. Saka's it, injured now. Yeah, right. So are you prepared to go... Odegaard, Smith Rowe, Lacazette, and you know the 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 buzzword of this episode probably is going to be unpredictable, and that's something that you don't quite like uh, about the Arsenal squad from a fantasy point of view right now. Is the points just kind of travel around the pitch? So yeah, West yeah. West Ham just feel a little more. You know how to zero in on particular players from a fantasy perspective. I mean, it's sort of interesting when you look back at Arsenal's uh, recent matches. I mean, they. Um, I guess they've won, f- well, no, they've, they've won three out of five and they had that a draw away to Burnley. They should have won that match, right? That was the, that was the match with the, with the egregious handball. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they, they aren't being kept scoreless very often. And they, they put four on Leeds, three on Leicester, uh, two on Spurs today. And then, you know, they had Spurs today and they also hit the crossbar in the post, you know, mm-hmm. there was that post shot, uh, um, I, who, I, I can't remember, was it Jaka? I can't remember who it was any, anymore, but somebody, it was like it was kind of like a race to the ball, and whoever got there like just drilled <laughs> yeah, it against right. the post. Um, it would have been a great goal. I think it was Jaka. I know. Yeah. The, I know the player you're talking about. Yeah. Um, so I, I just I, yeah. I mean, like now, I mean, o- I think Odegaard now. I mean, talk about differential pick. Uh, I think Odegaard is. Um, I mean, a hugely talented player, right? Um, scored in the Europa League. Scored again today. Owned by 0.5 percent yeah. of of managers. He's, his ownership is. You know, super low. His price is five point nine million, so anybody can get him, right? Yeah, um, he plays so, so yeah. centrally too, which I mm-hmm. love from a fantasy attacking player, yeah. being so central and occasionally being on set pieces. And it's he's kind of emerging quickly as uh, seems very vocal, very involved uh, yeah. leader in in scare quotes on the pitch sorts yeah. of qualities. I, th- I thought his Europa League goal was great, by the way. So I, people like said the keeper should have done better there, but I think when you drill it from that far out at that much pace, I, I don't, I don't know. I just think like the keeper <laughs> isn't prepared for that, you know, like, I don't know. Sure. Yeah. 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 The, yeah I, I, I'm with you. The first time I saw it, I was like, well, come on, just keeper, just put a fist to it. <laughs> um, but then you watch it, watch it in real time. Like yeah. that ball is 
traveling like a like a missile. Rocket. So yeah, totally. Yeah. So so yeah, a thunder a proper thunder a bastard. Thunderbolt. So he's got two goals and two. So he might be one to consider. I mean, the you know part of the appeal of Cresswell is you, you know, even if he doesn't keep a clean sheet, there's a decent chance that he'll um, send in a free kick or a corner kick or something. You know, he's just hugely involved. Uh, so. Um, that's the kind of player I really would, would target for a game like the, like this. Just like a player, like we talked about this band of scores, right? Yeah. But there, there are a few players in this mix who could score like 12 to 18 points, right? And, and so I would put him in that category. I mean, if a bombing, if that stuff gets worked out, like maybe he's, you know, a player to consider too. I mean, it's, you know, his price point makes it a little tricky and, and maybe he's not worth considering if it, but you know, if, if people are like going to drop solid for it, then, then you can basically have any player you want. Right? Yeah, sure. Sure. Totally. So then, uh, the elephant in the room in terms of players to consider is Brighton. Now, <laughs> yeah. from a Fulham supporter point of view, <laughs> more bad news coming out of this weekend. The results could not have been worse for poor old Fulham. Uh, they thought they were the, the great escape was on and everybody above them, uh, gained some points, but their Brighton is they're on a little, a, a mini roll here. Yeah. Dunk has Dunk made a case to get into a a hypothetical free hit for you. I mean, I yeah. just from my perspective, Brighton they're on a little mini run. They're still terrible, and <laughs> yeah. uh, Dunk on the score sheet, but Dunk clean sheets are very few and far between. This is going to be this is this is a yeah. six point match here for Brighton and Newcastle. I think that there are goals to be had. I don't think this is a nil nil. They just concede too much. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I thought Newcastle acquitted themselves pretty well in that Aston Villa match. I mean, I, you know, that match, because it happened on Friday, uh, I guess some of the sting is gone there. But, oh, what a 10-minute, like, run. Like, from the the moment when you think you might be getting, kind of luckily, I'll grant you, uh, a Watkins goal with a target assist uh-huh. to Watkins goal, like, you know, wiped off, target assist wiped off, and then the last kick of the game, uh, I lost the the double Martinez target clean sheet, and then you're just like, ugh, like that's like a twenty point drop, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> like not great. Minutes. It's not. It's definitely not <laughs> not fun at all. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, target target still still a great player. Still still came yeah, out with a bonus, bonus there. Yeah. Um, but Villa, Villa. Okay, so it's if you just Brighton and Villa, I think. Oh. Uh, hand in hand here. These are teams like if you are free hitting, just yeah, get a Brighton defender. Cool, like that's fine. Sure. I think yeah. Brighton defender is one hundred percent worth having if you are on a free hit. Yeah, uh, I don't know that I would want to spend any money there. As far as Villa defense on a free hit, now they're playing against Spurs again. We're like hinting at this Harry Kane captaincy conversation. Uh, you're not free hitting, obviously you'll, you'll start Martinez in goal. Um, would you free hit any Villa defenders in? Well, that's a good question. Um, I guess on a free hit, I, I might still have one almost like for coverage, you know I mean? Martinez's ownership in the top, 100k is like 90% at this point, right? Like, if if, you know, I mean, this guy, like, I mean, he's, he's fantastic, right? Like they, I actually think the Villa had a pretty poor match. They are really suffering without Grealish right now. Like they cannot string together any of these crosses. Like it's just these ballooning crosses <laughs> to nobody. Uh, and yeah, Al Ghazi came on and it was like, he was like on a different team, you yeah, know, it was just like, right. he's kind of doing his own thing on the left and yeah. everybody else is trying to like, 
you know, like hope he passes the ball to them. You know, they're missing Matty Cash too. Yeah. I think with Al Muhammadi on the right, it's just yeah. everything has to go down the left for them, and it makes it so yeah. predictable for for, for uh, from an attacking point of view for them. Yeah, I think that's true. And Cash was on the bench for the Newcastle match, so he good chance he would think that he starts uh, this this Spurs game. So yeah, I think I probably would have one. I probably I would honestly just I'd have Martinez. Um, I don't think you need to double up on the Brighton defense. I think. Uh, um, they'll just find a way to concede, break your heart, you know? So, <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. It. It's funny. Just, just uh, like Newcastle is the one team of these eight teams where I'm like 100% do not want a single one of these players. Yeah. Don't know. Don't care. Yeah. Isn't it funny, by the way, I was speaking of Brighton, Ben White was like this, you know, played like every match for Leeds last season and they tried to sign him. And then uh, Brighton were like, I mean, I, I, you know, I think he's, I don't know. He's, he's been like so anonymous though. It's like no goals, mm-hmm. no assists. I can't remember like a single Ben white play this year, you know, like, <laughs> like I can think of like Dan Byrne, dunk, uh, you know, I mean, Lamptey, even Veltman. Oh, like, tell all, me what Dan Byrne plays come to mind out of curiosity. Oh, just that one match where he had like that, you know, like a match where he was <laughs> all just bad like, things. Yeah. yeah. All bad things, but I still remember them. Ben White, yeah. I can't, I don't even know what Ben White looks like. Yeah, it's true. It's like when uh, Ryan Fredericks went from Fulham to West Ham when Fulham got promoted and, Fredericks was like, nah, thanks for nothing. I'll go not play for West Ham. That sounds yeah, good. That sounds in great. one good game. He was on my team for like 20 weeks last season. Like that classic like fifth defender, you know, that you just never want to burn yeah. a transfer to move. But speaking of Fulham, I do think that this, this Fulham-Leeds match is probably yeah. going to be one of the biggest fantasy fixtures of the week yeah. just because I think that they're, it's pro- it has the potential to be the highest scoring match. Yep. Uh, these they're both Leeds only knows how to go for it. Fulham must go for it. This is a great opportunity for Fulham to get three points. So I even think like it's not crazy. I've kind of been resisting Josh Maja talk mm-hmm. for the last month, but I do not think it's crazy to go for Maja. He did not play against City, I think, because Parker knew that Fulham were going to have to play a little bit more reserved. He just needed Calviero's pace up front to stretch the play a little bit. I yeah. think Maja comes back for this match and. And considering how soft leads can be in the center of their defense, that's an opportunity. Yeah. I suppose Mudger didn't even get a minute in that match. That is a little surprising. I, I somehow I, I didn't realize that actually that he hadn't played a single minute. Um, but yeah, maybe that was just a match where he was like, let's conserve our energy. Yeah. Right. I mean, like that, you know, pick up three points at home to leads. Yeah, I have Lookman in my team, and I'm certainly um looking forward to I don't you know, like like starting him. I think he could definitely do uh, do something in a match like this. Um, yeah, leads are funny, aren't they? I mean, like they keep a, keep a clean sheet at home to Chelsea. Chelsea. And I mean, I know that Chelsea team was a little funny and it was like, you know, they didn't play Werner. I don't, you know, I don't know if that would have made a difference or not, but, um, yeah, just, just strange. You know, Rafinha is like one of those players too, where you sort of, it feels like every match you should be getting like a goal and an assist. Like mm-hmm. he's just so incredibly involved all the time. Yeah. Um, so I, I think by the way, he's a sneaky captain pick as well. Um, the only thing that makes him less appealing is that they play on Friday and there's two more days of matches to go, <laughs> you know, <laughs> if it doesn't work out, you're going to be kind of annoyed at yourself. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Rafinha is interesting, man. Stuart and Stuart Dallas too. This is like a, a return of everyone being excited to play their, their triple leads, yeah, which I think true. we probably all still have them because they're yeah. so cheap. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this is just kind of an all-out fantasy fixture. Play all your full and play all your leads. Yeah. So Maja Lookman. Um, I mean, what about a Fulham defender? Uh, you know, it's... I mean, I, 
I think only Areola for his shot stopping capability. I don't, Mm -hmm. this just doesn't, is as great as Fulham's defense has been. Fulham are going to have to attack here. And I think, you know, there's, they're going to be a little shell shocked after as great as that central defense has been for months. Now they kind of got their pants pulled down against city. Sure. City are great, but that was kind of uh, humiliating the way they conceded those goals. So I just, it, it, the, the Fulham defense for all those reasons, doesn't feel great going in to this weekend. I would just focus your resources on their attack, which is funny yeah. because Fulham, yeah. Fulham's attack is really blunt and their defense is really great. But yeah. it's just this is just that kind of a fixture. You know what I mean? I guess Leeds about if, if Ban, you know the Bamford thing affects how we think about Leeds a little bit too, right? Like if, if Bamford doesn't play, does that blunt the? you know, Rita Rodrigo playing, as yeah. before, which is fine. Like he, that's, that's his, I believe that's his natural position. He certainly played there a lot um, in his career. Um, so yeah, but like, he's not like, he's not their target man, the way that, the way that Bamford is. So, um, I mean, that maybe would give a little more credence to bringing in a full defender, you know, thinking of maybe like a nil nil or something. Although I think Parker's got to go for it. He's got to go for the win. 100%. That's, that's yeah. my thinking as well. Yeah. Right, so we, we've basically gone through all eight teams at this point <laughs> to try to get to yeah. the bottom yeah. of yeah. which players we want. Pretty good right. job though. Should we move on to the third question in your rundown here? Yeah. So the third question is uh, how, like what's the total number? We've talked about this a little bit already, but the third question is how many total players do you expect or want to have for game week 29? I've got a couple of questions here. Tyrone King says, I have two frees going to game week 29 with an eight players playing. Would you use them to get 10 players or take nine and use the extra to remold after the international break? Um, and James Parham says with Sun and Bamford likely out is the number of players needed for the blank now like five. <laughs> so yeah, maybe seven, I don't know, eight yeah, this is a really interesting question from Tyrone about the if you have two frees and certainly if you have two frees going into 29 and no wild card, then I think that's a pretty compelling argument to say save one of your frees so that you have again have two going into the international break to yeah. pull that mini wild card when so many of us will be uh, remolding our yeah. team and as we're I would saying never, i would never do that so i can't advocate for it i would always use <laughs> but, but you can see the yeah. logic right if they're if we're saying there's not a huge upside in game week 29 um yeah. then then why not focus your efforts on on post game week 29 but yeah the 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 perhaps the the uh more reasonable argument is all the upside that you really need in 29 is another player and yeah. that could be the difference between you know, a, a green arrow oh, and yeah. a red arrow this week. I mean, there's going to be people taking like minus 12s this week, right? Just to get to eight or nine yeah. players. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, if you just use your two frees and you have 10, you're in a massive advantage. Um, I think that, um, yeah, it also kind of depends on who you bring in. Like if, you know, because uh, in game week 30, uh, Villa play Fulham at home, right? So if you don't have three Villa, you could consider three just because the next two matches are really good for them. Um, you know, uh, Leeds play Sheffield United at home. <clears throat> in game week 30 and after what we just saw this week we're going to have to consider captain a leads player in game week 30 um at home to sheffield and i guess that would it would really be those two teams I means you know spurs play newcastle away <clears throat> in game week 32 and so you know that's part of what makes um the sun news so such a bummer is that he was kind of a good long-term pick 
you know, and now we kind of have to wait and see. And, you know, the international break is after game week 29. So in three weeks time, that should be enough time for him to recover from. Um, I mean, that's actually an interesting question. Uh, not one that we put on the running order, but do you consider just shelving son? I don't know. I, I feel like he's going to be out for at least four weeks. Yeah. Um, that I feel like that's pretty standard for a, for a standard hamstring injury. And the way you, you, we saw this with Christian Pulisic, it was some cup final, the cup final against city where he pulled his yeah. hamstrings. Sprinting. Yeah. Yeah. FA cup against Arsenal last year. Right. Yeah. Against Arsenal. My bad. Um, and you hate to see those those hamstrings pop when the the player is in full sprint. And mm-hmm. if you saw how long it took Pulisic to come back from that, you know we have to yeah. wait for the, the reports, obviously. But I I I'm feeling like it's time. It, it could be a good moment to just cut your losses with Son. And and as I was saying, Kane is really the only player yeah. for me in that Spurs lineup. So we're just totally off bail. I mean, it's hard to watch that Arsenal match and. And and come on this podcast and say, oh yeah, you should spend ten million on Gareth Bale, right? It's just it's hard. Yeah, to, you know, one it's, match does not make a, you know, does not make a run of form or whatever. But like, you know, if he did really well in the Europa League match, I don't know, like if he had a hat trick or something, you know, like maybe I think about, I don't know. It's like I, it would take a lot for me to really strongly consider it. Yeah, I I guess it's down to how Jose looks back at that match did arsenal play them that well to i mean it's a player of bale's quality to just be totally shut out of the match in that way you have to put some of the blame on bale like even kane knows to like you you gotta go find the ball if you're not getting the ball that that that's sort of an argument so i do i don't think it was just that arsenal played that well bale is going to take some of that blame and yeah, I think that it's just going to be like this for the rest of the season. Yeah, while at the same time you one bad game or like two 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 and a half great games from Bale didn't suddenly make him an essential for everybody's fantasy team. We know that now. However, one bad game against Arsenal doesn't suddenly take away those previous two to three matches. So I feel like there's not a good sentiment with Bale coming out <laughs> of this weekend, yeah. but uh, it does seem more fun to have uncertain. Lingard. It seems more fun to have Lingard. I'll say that much. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm with. Yeah, if if you are without <laughs> Bale right now, then um, that's an easy choice. I think I'm just kind of like doing a little talk therapy for my fellow Bale owners out there. <laughs> uh, Grealish, do we think there's any chance he plays? He's probably out through the international break, right? Just what would assume, bench, what's, yeah. yeah, what's the point? Villa right. kind of are where they are on the table. There now, it's just kind of. Uh, them sort of like grooming, fine tuning their their table position, but there's there's really yeah. nothing left to to play That's for, true. and why risk? Why risk it? Yeah, I agree. I mean, they're ninth place, you know, forty one points. So they're yeah, they're definitely safe this season. And so yeah, I, I think you're right. Um, just you know, especially if they're considering selling him, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's like, you got to protect that asset. Sure. Uh, I mean, I hope they don't because they are they're a lot less fun. You know, it's, I was talking about this on uh, on Friday during the match and. It's not that the players around like and, and I mean Villa have a nice, you know, defensively in particular, but even even attacking wise, I think they have some really solid players, but they really 
do need Bale to unlock all of them, you know, and it doesn't quite Grealish. You need Grealish to unlock all of them. Yeah, of course I meant Grealish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You need you need Grealish to, to unlock all of them. And even someone like McGinn, it just makes more <laughs> sense with Yeah. Know? And and if you compare like you say, Oh, Grealish, you should stay at Villa because it's just a great fit. It's hard not to think about Zaha at Crystal Palace, but the difference, I agree with you, as you're saying, is that Zaha is just on a team of losers at Crystal Palace. And Villa, it's just kind of insane how in the course of one season, Dean Smith has turned that team into some sort of like, yeah, yeah we'll have to talk about Villa at the start of next season, sort of a team. Crazy. So that's exciting. He, did, so there, it, he did it at North Carolina, and now he's, he's doing it here. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> there you go. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, so as far as how many players you'd have this week, I guess, uh, I mean, we talked about the band of scores and how a minus four is really more like a minus two. And, uh, I think especially if you don't have, um, those Villa and Leeds players, I think it's reasonable to take a hit for them. So let's say, I think nine, I would try to get aim to get nine players in game week 29. If you can pull it off, I think eight is probably fine as well, but I, I think the nine is what I would be shooting for. Um, anything more than that is like a nice to have category. I, I don't think you need to, you know, break up your team to do it. Right. Cause eight players is, is basically the over under. If you right. want to have some sort of calculated edge, make sure you have nine players. Yep. If you kind of don't care, then eight is going to keep you at the baseline. That's my yeah. prediction. Yeah. And I think as long as you have, um, I mean, who are the players that will, I mean, you know, there's, there's the kind of, we talked, we talked a little bit about differentials and, you know, players with massive returns, but as far as the players who could hurt you the most, I think that, um, you're going to want to have Rafinha, uh, you're going to want to have, uh, Harry Kane, obviously the West Ham thing is kind of interesting. Like how high could their players shoot up in ownership? It can't be that high. I mean, no. you know, yeah. So I, I think you're probably okay there. I mean, even Antonio, I, I think will become extremely popular if, um, if, if Bamford's out, I think that Antonio will become like 93% owned, uh, if, if Bamford is out, uh, cause he's just such an obvious pick. Um, uh, you know, yeah. I don't think any Arsenal forwards, I mean, I think, you know, Lacazette did score today and a pen, but too risky, you know, you wouldn't even know if he was going to start. Don't forget about Stuart Dallas. He's up around 22, 23% ownership and, yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's one of those, uh, you know, we're talking about how, uh, that game has goals in it, but this is not a, a game week in which anyone's going to be benching anyone. So good yep. defender, bad defender, clean sheet odds. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Everyone who has Dallas will be playing him. Yeah. I mean, you know, we can go to the next question here, but you know, the final question, which is, um, uh, actually we have two questions ago, but I'm, I'm going to talk about the captain one first, which is, you know, who do we captain despite having two Villa players, I am almost certainly going to be captain Harry Kane, honestly, because I just don't know who else to captain. He's the best player playing this week. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, it's really discouraging. I mean, he barely touched the ball more than Gareth Bale did in, in the Derby this weekend. So there's not really much to go on there. But, you know, he as they off, say. Yeah, scored an offside goal and had that free kick that almost went in, you know. So he had some moments, I feel like, late. Yeah, right. I mean, class is permanent, Joshua. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's honestly, that that's the reason to captain him, right? Um, I think, so, okay, Bale, clear, like keep it simple, you know, like captain him. If you were to think about some other picks uh, to consider, we talked, I mentioned Rafinha already. I talked about maybe Jesse Lingard. Who else is in that conversation? 
who else is Holly in that Watkins. conversation? Well, I mean, if you have Antonio, I think that that's, I think that that's cheeky. I think just just the fact that Antonio has multiple goals in him, you know, last yeah. late last season, we, he's had yeah. that four goal uh, appearance, and like we were, we were saying uh, when we were in England last March at that uh, West Ham Arsenal fixture, we saw Antonio just absolutely terrorize yeah. their front line. So he can yeah. do it. And uh, it's one of those where it's going to be hard to predict. If if West Ham score multiple goals, it could easily, none of them could be Antonio's, just as easily they could all be to Antonio. So yeah. I, I think he's an interesting captaincy shout there as well. Um, otherwise, no, I... I, I do like Harry Kane. I think I think that's the simplest way out. Yeah, uh, I like uh, I like Harry Kane too. And um, you know, I think we are, we've already mentioned a, a handful of other. I mean, listen, if you're gonna if you're gonna go with anyone but Harry Kane, you're kind of inherently making a like a you know like a, a slightly um, high risk, high reward no. option. So um, all the players that we talked about bringing in are also players that I would consider. I mean, you know, I think Odegaard. If you just want to be like totally like what the hell about it? I think Odegaard would be a pick. I think that Cresswell is somebody that you could consider too, just because there's at least a chance that they keep a clean sheet and then he gets an assist and gets three bonus points, right? Like there's a reasonable chance one in, I don't even know one in eight or something that like mm-hmm. that he ends up with a 12 point return, which could end up being the biggest game return of anybody. So um, I think that he's one to consider. I mean, Mape, I don't know, like, sure, you know, go for it. Have fun with Mape. Like, I, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, but I, I, there is a distinction for me of, yeah, yeah we can talk about brain. bringing players like Mape in, and I'm not fully opposed to it. But yeah. Mape and players in that bracket are great for you to just have. You do not need... <laughs> You do not need to captain Mape to register the fact that you have him. If any points he scores, you'll probably get like (laughs) at least 75%. Owning Trossard will be enough, right? Owning Trossard, Mape, Dunk. Yeah. Yeah, like exactly. So owning a lot of these players, uh, well, from from Odegaard to to Lingard, all the guards, um, just owning them is enough for me. I wonder if I'll end up with Lewis Dunk in the end. I don't know. I've got two free transfers. It's it's you know it might it could happen. We'll see. Um, all right. So final question is uh, which players do we want to drop uh, to get uh, some of these assets? Um, and Andrew Cyril says our Man City Chelsea premium defenders droppable for this week if we plan to wild card in game weeks thirty and thirty one. So do you have a list in your own team, Brandon, of players that? I mean, obviously you have your kind of you know bus team set up right now. So who is Who's in the undroppable pile for you? Yeah, Diaz is undroppable primarily because I've built a 0.5 in value on him, and mm-hmm. he's a player that I know I want for the rest of the season. Yeah. Uh, he's undroppable. Math. Uh, okay, I'm looking at player other players. They they do play. Like I would say Dallas and Target undroppable, but they play, so they're off the table. Bruno Fernandez undroppable because uh, I mean I don't even know how much value do I have built up in Bruno yeah, right now point, lot, point, sure. point five which is not yeah. a ton but he was so good today too I mean it really uh, I think a little unlucky to end up with no attacking returns he was yeah really pulling the strings there are really two players who of the of the players in my squad who don't play in twenty nine there are just two who I would not move and that's yeah. Diaz and Fernandez and I'm just. You just look at your team and say, who are the players that I see 
wanting for the rest of the season. Yeah. Everyone else from my goalkeepers between Ederson and Mendy, one of those guys is probably going to go this week. And I'm actually leaning toward Ed- Ederson moving. Um, yeah. Gives you more options. It, it does. Gundogan, I... I probably won't have the courage to drop him, but I think that he's worthy of being dropped because he is kind of in this situation where he's probably served his utility for our fantasy seasons at this point. Yeah. I'm not, I, I mean, you're probably right, but it's like, I can't like, I can't come to terms with that yet. Yeah. Um, I have, um, yeah, I've got Diaz and Fernandez on my bench as well. Uh, Sal is almost certainly out. Um, I don't even know what would have to happen. They would, they would need to play in game week 29, like announce <laughs> a fixture yeah. for him, for him to, to be there. I think, you know, Dean is up there too, only because there's a, there's an Everton double game week coming sometime soon and it could come as soon as game week 30. So, um, if that were to be the case, then I would want Dean for that. And so that's why Dean is kind of. He's tucked third on my bench right now. Um, and I, I think I'm going to end up having 10 for this for this game week. I'm going to roll out with 10 and and not take a points hit. Um, that's assuming that there's no um, no other injuries in my in my team. So, um, yeah, so I think, yeah, Diaz, Fernandez, Dean, Gundo. Those are the four that would stay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Cancelo, I'm dropping. Um, honestly, even though I got the 12 points, I'm still like, I've got to relieved, you know, I'm just, I'm just bringing stones. I don't care if he only plays every other match. Like it, I'm just going to start every week. And if he doesn't play, I mean, it's very, it'd be very rare that he comes on in like the 88th minute, you know? Uh-huh. So I'm just going to bring him on. He's still like five, but he's still cheap, you know? So I'm just going to do that. Um, and, uh, and then, yeah. So then, and, and Salah will be out as well. It's going to be a weird week though. I, I really don't know what to expect. I mean, captain and Kane, but having two Aston Villa defenders, you know, it's like, it's just a weird one. There's this saying in creative writing uh, called kill your darlings. And it means often if, if you've, if you've written like a, a a novel or something like that, but you need to edit it down, the best things to get rid of right away are those sentences that you're so happy with, that you're so pleased with that you wrote. Cause usually they're probably the worst and, uh, and, or don't serve the narrative. And you can't see that fact because you yourself are the author, right? I would say actually the opposite going into game week 29. Keep your darlings. Keep your darlings <laughs> heading into game week 29. Do yeah. not kill them. There is plenty of not darlings yeah. that like could good, be killed. This is like a good title for this this week's podcast. Uh all right, Brandon. Well, that is uh that's where we are. It's game week 29. And then uh and then we get a nice little two-week break. I think it's gonna be good for everybody, fans included, players included, everybody. Everybody needs the two-week break. Uh, and, uh, we'll get back and it will be warm outside. Hopefully, you mm-hmm. know, it's be three weeks from now, um, in most places anyway. And, uh, and we'll be a little closer to fans and, and, you know, hopefully COVID will become uh, less of a ever present nightmare. And so we'll Don't see. Don't start making promises here, Josh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is just a fantasy podcast. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, exactly. So, uh, thanks everyone for listening. If you want to support the pod, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash always cheating. Uh, you can say thanks for what we do get access to all that stuff that we talked about at this top of the pod. And Brendan, as always, want to thank our producer patrons. Can you do a quick thank you to our producers, please? 100%. Big thanks to Trevor Ingerson, Mike DiPietro, Chris Howell, Andy Penn, Martin Savage, Brian T, the big gaffer, Bobas Coon, Jeff Husby, Ben Grant, James Holland, Jazz Binning, Dave Wagner, Lodal, Nick Wright, Jim Payne, Brian Chin, Blair Jacobson, Travis West, Victor Forberg, Skoging, Paul Herzig, Kaya Christine Lelang, Andy Portlock, Toothless Gibbon, Lindsey Rostel. Anton Markov at FPL Merch, 
Carrie Swanson, Kieran Screeton, Francis Mann, Chris Carter, Blue Nose Stew, Mikey Oolong, Bruce Kerr, Nicholas Vernadakis, Sam Shower, Will Husby, Rich Evans, Bobby Stiles, Future Media Group, FPL, Ben Sweeney, George Kinney, Shiv Majora, and Rom Frosk. As always, subscribe to the Always Cheating Podcast wherever you get your podcast. You'll never miss an episode. If you have a second, it just takes a second. Pop on Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars. Really appreciate it. Give us a follow on social media, wherever you get your social media. Email hailcheaters at gmail.com. The website is alwayscheating.com for all that information and more. I'm going to go do something that's not fantasy right now, Josh. <laughs> Good idea. All right. <laughs> I don't want to know what it is. Okay. Uh, but <laughs> all right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.